Welcome everyone to the Power Half Hour. It is 11 a.m. and today we're going to have uh, a great, great call. This is uh, an old, old friend from way back. <laughs> Blast from the past, Mr. Raz Contractor. He's become a high-performance coach, teaches holistic uh, and wellness and high-performing, you know, tactics and strategies. Right. I'm, we're looking to find out today how we can go from burnout to high performance in four weeks. So welcome, welcome to the call, Raz. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This is gonna be super fun, I'm stoked. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So tell us a little bit more about exactly what you do, um, You know how you're able to help people in four weeks from burnout to high performance. Absolutely. So let's start with a caveat that high performance isn't a high performing athlete. High performance is elevating your performance on a regular basis. But over four weeks, we can show a drastic change in just the neurology and the relaxation function of the body by adopting some key principles around connecting with the body, sleeping, sleep hygiene, nutrition, movement, and then creating habits around all of that. So the neurological data shows just mindfulness alone is enough to push uh, the benefits over four weeks. Now you add in sleep and nutrition and movement patterns that you build over four weeks, you're gonna feel completely different from start to end. And we can actually show this by measuring your heart rate variability and your resting heart rate. And both of those measures will improve. And we can talk a little bit more about those uh, as the conversation goes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So really, it's um, not only is it uh, mental, it's going to be a little bit of uh, physical and physiology as well. Okay. Absolutely. So is that what you do as a, as a coach? Like, do you help us, um, you know, with breathing techniques and a little bit of mindset work? How, how does that, what does that look like? Absolutely. So over the past 10 years, I've been working with teams and just developing them from a mindset perspective, teams working together better, kind of reducing friction and conflict, not to zero, but healthy conflict and then organizational strategy. So that's kind of been my world for the last 10 years and the last three years. And caveat is I've always been the health and wellness guy. I've worked out since I was 15, yoga since I was a kid, uh, sports all the way through. And um, we'll put it this way. In the last three years, I figured out that, I mean, I realized my body was breaking down for some reasons that were sort of not related to my body only. So I had mm. some stuff going on and I was basically getting treatment done about 10 times a month to work out six days a week and sort of realized something's drastically wrong with what's going on. So I was just compressing constantly. Anyways, this led to a deep dive into the body and specifically breathing and the way that affects the body. So what I did is I reverse engineered mindfulness, the word that we all know, uh, yeah. into its core elements, which is mind and body training. So the neuroscience and the biomechanics of the body as we breathe, move, eat, walk, run, lift, etc. And uh, so over the past year or so, I've been doing a lot more of this mind and body training with people, just introducing them to the concepts of how to reduce the chronic stress load through mind and body training to start. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Um, so what type of clients are you usually helping these days, you know, with uh, this type of uh, coaching that you offer? Absolutely. Um, so I can work with anybody from sort of an individual to a larger organization and my clients are anywhere in between. Uh, okay. It starts with, if you have a problem, mm. it's likely something that you can see a path through, or at least mm. you can see the other side, but you maybe don't know how to start. So that's where I come in. 
probably the most effective thing I can do is just be a sounding board to start. But bringing a wealth of knowledge from different industries and just the way the body works and the way teams behave and the way people behave, kind of leaning on my engineering mind as well as my, deep, my personal deep dives into the psychology of the world, uh, you know, we can probably figure out what to do next. And then it's really, in anything, a matter of baby steps. And you know this yeah. just as well as I do. Yeah. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a step. And then if you just take a step every day, then 30 days later, you're further ahead than when you started. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Why do people burn out? That's a great question. So a lot of the issues that we deal with are related to chronic stress. Chronic stress is kind of a silent, destructive force in our lives. Now, some people look at stress as though it's a bad thing, but it's not. It's the type of stress that we undergo. So chronic stress is anything from relationship stress to movement stress to financial stress to any big thing happening in your life that is not welcome at that time. And the problem with chronic stress is we don't always know it's there. So that underlying condition that's just constantly creating an elevated cortisol in our body and over time will reduce the hormones that we want to have higher. And so that lack of proper hormone balance is what starts to lead to that chronically fatigued and stressed out condition. Biomechanically, we are typically right-handed or left-handed, but either way, we've got some favoring sides. And so if you get stressed, you tighten, and now imagine your right side is always tightening more than your left side and you're not releasing it. You're getting tight spots that build up and that's where inflammation comes from and that's where actually long-term disease comes from. So Ooh. burnout comes from that core chronic stress that we're not addressing. And that's where I try to present the solution, which is to start with, learn about your body, learn about your mind and how those two interplay. And then from there, we use acute stress or hormetic stress or timed useful stress, stuff like ice baths or workouts or meditations, mm -hmm. walks, uh, you know, sort of skipping a meal, just little things to teach our body what it feels like to be stressed. And then when we understand our body under stress, yeah. from there we can start to address the chronic stress in our lives. And some people may be so built up with chronic stress that just the mind and body training may not be enough, but it's a place to start and you can start to identify deeper, deeper realms of stress in yourself. And then from there, there's possibly a bit of a journey depending on how long you've let this thing linger. But I will say that over a very quick amount of time, you can learn so little about your body and make such a big difference to the way that your body feels from day to day to day. Mm -hmm. And so just, just this mind and body piece will transform the experience. And like I said, over four weeks, neurologically proven, but even more importantly, you will feel it. And that's, that's more important than anything else. I think. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, um, a lot of people these days are overstressed. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, mental health is a big topic mm -hmm. and that all leads to being burned out. Well, actually, um, burning out leads to lack of mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all want to feel good these days, don't we? So, so, you know, let's talk about that. Like, like how do we feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day? Full health. Uh, great question. So maybe we rephrase the situation a little bit, right? If we're chasing a feeling, mm. then there's always that if then statement, which is like we're waiting 
to feel better. We're waiting to install the thing in our lives that's going to help us feel differently from the way that we felt before. Let's think about it a different way. So on the one hand, you could express your feelings, right? The example I give is like if you're angry, you get angry and then you hit something and that's expressing physically your feelings or yelling, right? Right. Try another tactic. Instead of expressing it, observe it and just sit with the discomfort of that anger until inevitably it starts to dissipate. And that's the magic mm. of the mind and the body. If you continually express it, then it finds an outlet and then it seeks that outlet every time. But if you sit with it and observe it, we're not saying ignore it, observe it and mm -hmm. just let it dissipate over time. And it might take a long time and it might take a shorter time, but over time it's half-life decreases. And so now you enter a spot where the things that are happening that are frustrating you are just sensations that you observe and then you move forward. Mm. And that's why I kind of love the stoic approach. If everybody yeah. here hasn't looked into Ryan Holiday, absolutely be checking out his stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a wonderful kind of approach to just, it is what it is. We address it and then we move forward. So, so it sounds like a, a little bit of um, philosophy as well as uh, actual physical physiology, physiological work being done with your coaching. So how, how did you come up with all this, uh, this big program? Like, did you learn it from somebody or did you develop it yourself? Absolutely. Uh, so I would say like 10 years ago, I worked in manufacturing and was lucky to kind of be part of the leadership development there. Uh, so they were working on some interesting stuff. And mm. then uh, when I went out on my own, I was applying a lot of the concepts that I'd taken from what I'd learned and then all of my own readings. And I'd spent you know years promoting nightclubs and running a sports company. And prior mm. to that, all kinds of stuff in university. <clears throat> so kind of like a wealth of knowledge I'd love to learn uh, and then you know just continually studying and trying to pick up new ideas and look into new research and, and follow along people who uh, might have been going on a certain journey and understanding what kind of helped them and hindered them and uh, yeah so between that and experience and working with lots of interesting people uh, kind of just put together the program and so it starts with individuals High performance, starting with mind and body training, learning about ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And then teams coming together. And then, like I said, organizational strategy, which is like a group of teams now trying to like really move forward. Perfect. Yeah. So team teams, you help teams and individuals, groups and uh, companies. Um, mm -hmm. So give us a little bit of an outline. Like if we were to uh, hire you to sure. go from burnout to high performance, uh, what does that look like in 30 days? Absolutely. So to start with, obviously we need to learn together. And mm -hmm. uh, I like to pitch it this way, like we can teach what we practice. And, and I mean, realistically, if we're not practicing, then we might be losing touch with what we're doing, which means makes it a little bit trickier to teach, right? So uh, first, that's the element I try to bring to the, to the interaction. Overall, like I said, it starts with mind and body training. So we spend some time learning about the body, and then we spend some time learning about what type of behaviors you have initially. So kind of get people to track their food, their sleep, their uh, movement patterns, uh, and as well, like if they already are doing some type of breath work or, or stuff like that. And then I, from that routine, we build out kind of a four-week program that's incrementally improving each week. And so that's how you go from whatever you're doing and we're elevating the performance by just adding a little bit every week. I like to tell the story of when I was in my 20s and was a morning guy. And I, uh, so I didn't work out in the morning. I'm just going to roll out of bed and head off to the thing. 
And I thought, that's just a function of schedule. Like, can I change this? And so I started doing a few push-ups in the morning. And I did that for a few days. And then I added some sit-ups. And I did that for a few days. And within a few months, I was getting up, running to the park and doing a sprint train routine, uh, plyometrics, and then heading to the day. Then I'd do my usual lifting session in the evening. And so, um, you know, that's something I picked up early on, try to apply that to the things I do and the things I share with people. So... Four weeks of just incremental improvement. But that being said, you know, there's 15 workshops. It kind of goes into everything from the, dif- the difference between um, narcissism and empathy and like how we need both of those or uh, the difference between introverts, extroverts and ambiverts. And so just everything I can do to educate people about what it's like to be possibly on the other side. Right. I also like to say, like, the world needs more empathy. Mm. And one of the byproducts of the mind and body focus is empathy for others. Because imagine you're in an argument or a difficult conversation. You can see the other person is starting to get flustered and maybe not behaving in a typical way that you Mm -hmm. usually see them. You have tools to calm yourself down and you can recognize that they don't. And that's empathy. You're, You're understanding that they don't have what you have. And so you let them flail. You let them calm down. And then you share some tools. And now you have someone else who's going to develop the same empathy that you do. And having that empathy is so big for everything. And you know this just as well as I do. Uh, being able to not put yourself first or think about yourself and allow yourself to really understand where this person is coming from. Uh, so, you know, all of that's kind of packaged in the work we do together. So, I mean, I'm, I'll do workshops with teams or I'll just kind of talk someone through the process and we'll have weekly sessions. Uh, or, or, and I, I also I want to be available outside of that. So it's important as they're sort of like running t- into a wall, like just check in. We'll talk it through. We'll make sure that you don't, uh, you know, fall too far Another fun analogy I came up uh, found was if you have a flat tire, you don't get out and puncture the rest of the tires. You just fix the one tire. But, you know, someone who's sort of like on a routine and then suddenly falls off of it, decides, oh, I'm just going to do anything for a few days. Like, okay, take a few days. Uh, sure, but let's get back into it, right? Gotcha. Wow. that That's a big process. Um, man, <laughs> so what for a group, let's say. Yes. In 30 days, uh, if you were to come in and help a team or a company, what sort of results are are they expecting from this program? Absolutely. So what we can do is uh, ideally, if everybody's already wearing or into wearing wearables, that's a great place to start, right? Because what we can do is we can either have a record of your heart rate variability or your resting heart rate or both. So let's talk a little bit about Uh, A wearable is like a a ring or a watch that measures your heart rate or your temperature, all that stuff. Yeah, Apple Watch, Aura Ring, Whoop Band, all that Ah. kind of stuff, Uh, Fitbit, etc. So talk a little bit about heart rate variability for those of uh, your viewers who haven't come across the term. So that is the variation in your heartbeat as time goes on. So it's not the beats per minute of your heart rate. It's Ah. how much it changes over time. The beautiful thing about this is just recognizing that when we breathe in, our heart rate increases. And when we Mm. breathe out, our heart rate decreases. Mm. So what happens when we're stressed? We take short, quick breaths. Does our heart rate have a chance to change over time? No. But if you take nice inhales and long exhales, then your heart rate's gonna go up and down Mm. and up and down. And if you condition yourself to do this during the day, you likely do this when you sleep. Mm. And that's where heart rate variability is typically measured. Uh, although I think there are some tools coming out to measure heart rate variability through the day. So that's very, very cool. But what will happen is as you get more and more in 
breathing properly, uh, getting into that relaxed state because of behavior changes around your sleep patterns or the things you eat before bed, etc., your heart rate variability is going to go up, and that's a good thing. We want our heart rate variability to be high. As well, your resting heart rate is going to drop because mm. as you get more relaxed while you're sleeping, your heart rate's going to fall further down. And mm. that point, interesting point, like once it hits the bottom of that range, you want a few hours to kind of come back up. And if you woke up and you're like super exhausted, you might have just had that drop to the bottom and then you woke up too soon and your body hasn't quite recovered from the oh. relaxation it was in. So those are two key measures we can use. To, to actually identify the chronic stress load in the human being to start. And then over the four weeks, you'll see the heart rate variability increase and the resting heart rate decrease. And that's just two ways we can check it. So if you are stressed out, if you don't sleep well, your heart, heart rate goes up and then your heart rate variability goes down. So that means exactly. that you're not, you're not well rested, you're stressed out. Mm -hmm. um, so how do, we, how do we get to that uh, you know, optimal HRV, heart rate variability, yeah. and yeah. Uh, low resting heart rate. What do you do yeah. with them to get that, get there? That's the installation of the program. So it's really mm -hmm. addressing the mind and body training, understanding how we breathe, recognizing that those long exhales are powerful for teaching our body to relax, breathing through the nose, the benefits of that, right? So you breathe through your mouth, studies have been done. You breathe through your mouth consistently for a while, you're going to start to see that heart rate variability drop, that resting heart rate go up. You're going to see sleep episodes. You're going to start to get, if you're not allergenic, you may get allergies feeling type of thing. Mm. And then when you breathe through your nose, you're going to notice those symptoms go away. A great book mm. by James Nestor called Breathe. Uh, mm. they, do the, they do a test in there and him and his partner, they have tape on their nose for a week and then tape on their mouth for a week. Wow. And they got healthier after having the nose tape for a week than they were prior to the whole process. So that kind of just tells you the power of breathing through our wow. nose. And I've got some videos on Instagram that dig into this a little more. So go check it out or reach out to me and I'd love to tell everybody a little bit more about this. Oh, I but don't have my Instagram just, right now, but when I get it back, I will. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> um, but uh, so, I mean, just as simply put, you breathe through your nose, it allows you to maintain structure in the body. Actually, that process of breathing effectively keeps your body nice and straight and in line. And then when you breathe out effectively, mm. uh, you know, remind people that the tongue posture is so important because if your tongue is nicely suctioned to the roof of your mouth, when you exhale and obviously when you inhale, uh, but more importantly, when you exhale, you'll keep that nice stretch through the neck and not start to use your neck to exhale. And you'll allow your pelvic floor to relax. And just so many magical things happen when you sort of line up all the centers and those diaphragms. Yeah. So a lot of what I do is kind of trying to educate people about these small pieces of massive opportunity within the body, right? Eye movement, breathing through your nose, tongue posture, you know, the way that our body rotates as we breathe in and then out, but not, you're not doing that, but your body's yeah. kind of doing that on a micro level, right? Um, yeah, totally. So all the, you know, you can imagine taking, you know, an average person who is, you know, maybe working out some days and eating kind of happily, but also healthy at the same time. And then, uh, you know, maybe does a little bit of breathing, but maybe doesn't do it consistently, right? Just installing like, Hey, breathe a little bit in the morning and then have a couple of glasses of water and then start your day. You know, that, that 
hydration first thing will change the way that they feel for the rest of the day. If you don't look at your phone right away and leave it for 30 minutes at least, you're going to change the way you feel the rest of the day. Exactly. And then the same thing when you go to bed, you know, don't touch your phone for 30 minutes and Mm. keep the lights dim, get rid of the blue lights, all that kind of stuff. Like don't drink too much water close to bed so that you don't have to get up, etc. You know, bookend your opening and your closing of the day in a way that gives your body a sense of control or at least process and then you set yourself up for the best possible sleep and then we can't control sleep but we just enjoy being in the bed and relaxing for the time that we have given ourselves and even that might help the sleep anxiety right so little mindset tactics to just kind of lean into a better situation right and then we haven't even addressed the the way we eat and the way we move like you know a nice stretching routine before bed or in the morning to kind of limber up uh, the benefits of lifting weights, whether you're man or woman, uh, you just, you know, that you want to build strength because we lose muscle so fast uh, and we lose muscle power so fast. A reference to Peter Atia, amazing book that he's just put up. Um, and, that, you know, this is sort of, I'm, I'm letting you know sort of where the information coming from. Like, it's all available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much good information out there. And what I've tried to do is just curate what I have seen work time mm-hmm. after time and present it in a very succinct and simple way for anybody to really follow along. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I mean, today, really, we're, we're talking about like, if you don't have your health, uh, if you don't, uh, if you're not good right here, I mean, never mind going out making money. So really, uh, health is wealth. And, you know, not many people like clue in until they get sick. Yeah. Totally. You don't know what you have until it's gone, right? right. And, uh, you know, some people might say, oh, well, you know, I don't have time for myself. Mm. But if you think about it, you know, self-care is like the first thing that you should be taking care of, right? I mean, you you should shower, you should brush your teeth, you, uh, you know, you, you should do things that are good for you in the long run. But put it this way, if you don't take care of yourself, how, first, who's going to take care of you when things don't go well? But how are you going to take care of the people that you have to take care of, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what you do as a function, or a job, role, whether you work, you don't work, like you're a leader, in your life. You're a leader Mm -hmm. of your family, of the people around you, your friends group, people that you manage or lead at work or in the business that you run. And in that business, everybody is their own individual version of their leader, right? So why not, A, take time for yourself to make sure that you're on point. And if you can't, then recruit support so that you can create, you know, that five minutes of just time so that you can elevate the way you feel, and then be the most amazing person for everybody around you. So really what we're talking about high performing is, uh, like you said, is not really a feeling. It's like a, a state of being at that point. You know, you have a healthy mind, you have a healthy body, you, you're, you're eating good. Uh, I mean, that's already high performing. And then the rest of the stuff just comes as a result of you being, being good right here. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so that, absolutely. That's is, is, that, is that then... How do you get from like burnout, which is like stressed out, uh, breathing shallow, fearful, Mm -hmm. anxious, depressed to really high performing is physical and and here, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Mind and body connecting those two together go a massive way towards our experience in life. Right. Imagine you're not overwhelmed by the things you're feeling because you're used to observing them. And when they happen, you feel them and you observe them and then they dissipate and then you move forward. High performing isn't a state. It's a journey. 
right? Mm. Just like anything that's worthwhile, that. we never add, we never get there. Uh, I can do a bunch of pull-ups right now, and I can mm. do more if I breathe a certain way and less if I breathe right. a different way to exercise in a different pattern. But I will aim to do more and more and more over time because what well, is 10 enough is 20 enough is 30 enough mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. but the point is when, if and when i need to hang off an edge i'd like to be prepared and know that i can handle it you know what i mean yeah and just just on that i, I wanted to ask you this because uh there's so much going on in the world right now and you know interest rates are high uh, real estate mm -hmm. agents are stressed out the number of transactions have been squeezed um this goes for all businesses Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody's tight right now or, or so to speak, economy is not good, but this is coming from the outside. So how would you suggest, you know, our audience here to kind of deal with that? What are some tactics you can teach us right away? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to share some fun stuff. So first off, uh, my favorite tactic to share, which I pulled from Dr. Andrew Huberman, is the double inhale, single exhale. Mm. Uh, for those of us who already know the why. Uh, just bear with me, but the double inhale allows us to expand a little bit more effectively. And then it also sends a signal to the brain to relax amongst other ways that it improves the oxygen dioxide, carbon dioxide transfer in the lungs. So that double inhale, single exhale will ping your body to relax. And you can just kind of mm. keep doing that. Now, obviously, that's not going to solve the problems of the economy and the wars, et cetera, et cetera. No. But what I'm trying to recommend is that we start off with just release it all. Just disconnect from the things that you're experiencing and just find yourself within your body. The, the only thing you can do and the only thing you have control over is your thoughts, your actions, your feelings, mm. and the thing you do next. Right. And once you get away from that stressed out, scared, frustrated, angry mindset, and you move closer to that logical, thoughtful, ready to do some research perspective, then now you're making calculated decisions about the future. Mm -hmm. And if it looks like sales aren't gonna pick up for the next few months, then what is plan B? What mm -hmm. are you going to do to prepare for when it does pick up because that's the cycle. I mean, I'm not going to predict anything, but I think right. uh, Ray Dalio has shown that the <laughs> humans are cyclic. And so yeah. there's boom and then there's bust and then there's yeah. boom and then there's bust and my hands flying across the screen. So bear with me, but that is the way that life goes. So in, for that inevitable boom, that's going to start at some point that we have no idea when, Right. Are you right. going to be mentally and physically prepared in the mm. best version of yourself? And obviously, hey, if money's getting to be an issue, then like, what are you going to do in the interim to kind of lead up to that point, right? So wow. all we can do is, what do we do next? And getting super stressed and worried about it, it serves its purpose as in that it will help you understand the depth of the situation. But mm. after that, if you're just ruminating, now you're just wasting mental energy. Mm. And the right thing to do is to start to put that aside and recognize that, okay, I've, I've worried, I've stressed, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've been frustrated, and yeah. I'm gonna sit with it, let it go away, and then what are we doing next? And that's a very individual question. Obviously, no advice from me is gonna solve the world, but maybe if we all practice mind and body training, and we mm. become more empathetic and a little more centered and actually take care of our business a little better on the personal side, we will effectively move forward as a more effective individual. And then that's a groundswell of kindness just building up from underneath and consider it a guerrilla campaign where everybody's just mm. focusing on being a kinder person. And then that's where the world kind of becomes a magical place. 
I love it. I love that. Thank you so much for this. Uh, so guys, uh, winter is always followed by spring and spring is followed by summer and then so on and so forth. So get ready for the good times during these lulls because this is your biggest opportunity to become the best version of yourself. When the things do come back, you got to be mentally, physically, emotionally ready, high performing to take advantage of the next cycle. Right, so this is when we uh, when we get ready. So, Raz, how can people reach you? Uh, sign up for your coaching. Um, get more content from you. Absolutely, thank you. So, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram, High Level Think. I'm also on LinkedIn under Raz Contractor, Facebook Raz Contractor. So, just search me up. Uh, my website is www.highlevelthink.com. And so you can reach out to me there too. Uh, and I, I'm happy to talk to anybody who just wants to query what's going on. Uh, you know, we don't have to determine a long-term engagement just to have a chat. Mm. Schedule some time with me. If you found any material that we talked about interesting, then just reach out. Let's have a conversation. There might be a bigger project to work on, or maybe I'll just give you a few breathwork tips and a, a spreadsheet and you're off to go. Awesome. Either way, if I can do my part and help anybody take a step towards being bigger, stronger, faster, and kinder, I'm all for it. Bigger, stronger, faster, and kinder. Guys, who wouldn't want to be all for there? Raz, so, thank you so much for this. This has been super valuable. And um, we'll, we'll put the link in the, uh, underneath the comment section here so you can reach out to Raz. Raz, thank you so much. We'll see you soon, sir. Thanks for having me, John. Thank Take you. care, everybody. All right.